Welcome to the Grumpy Metalheads podcast with the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and Shrub666. Hi guys and welcome to another edition of the Grumpy Metalheads podcast. I'm the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and I'm joined as ever by my brother in metal, Shrubs66, motherfucking sick. <laughs> what is our first listen of the week? I'm going to go for Ghost Main and his new album, Anti-Icon. It's been self-released. What an album. <laughs> I, I've enjoyed Ghost Main for the last couple of years. His last album, Noise, was really, really good. This is his eighth album. It's just one guy, and it's it's really hard to explain, but it, it's hip-hop, but it's in the really, really dark realm of hip-hop. So think of like bands like Horror and Suicide Boys, that, that type of scene of hip hop and rap and he has live instruments on the songs as well so but and he plays them all he started off his career as playing in hardcore and and black metal bands and death metal bands and he actually has his own black metal band called Bader Meinhof as well so um which I haven't been able to listen to because Spotify won't play it or certainly wouldn't yesterday anyway when I wanted to listen to it but lyrically he's very very dark it's like suicidal wanting to commit murder, uh, misanthropy. So it's it's very much sort of like in the realms of black metal lyrically. And his delivery is is immense. He's definitely, for me, he's definitely one of the best rappers out there. Yeah. He's so, so good. Yeah. I mean, if at times his style is kind of like Nine Inch Nails and early Marilyn Manson, yeah. sort of like that. Early Nine Inch Nails as well, like head like a hole type era. Nine Inch Nails. I'm not a big fan of Nine Inch Nails, but kind of get that that tone. I was talking to a friend last night and played it to him, and he said, "Oh, there's elements of like Author and Punisher in here as well." Mm-hmm. So you get that hard edge industrial stuff coming in as well. So he's very much it, it could fit into that industrial sound as well. I mean, it is brutal, and the sub drops on it sometimes are ridiculous. I, I I've literally since last Sunday been listening to this album nonstop and want to keep going back to it. So it's really really. Cal- me this week this with this one I don't know why maybe it's the atmosphere around it everything else I mean he tried to sell he, he, he's really 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 popular and he, he was almost on the verge of getting on a major label for this album release and it fell through quite late so he just went do you know what fuck it I've released everything else independently so far this one's going out independently I'm still making money off it I can still sell shows out. The guy's had 105 million listens on one of his songs, so he can just do what, yeah. what the fuck he wants at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, he's um, he's really, really good. And yeah, he, there's, there is elements of black metal in it. There's lots of elements of industrial in it. And, yeah, and I, w- I would up. say for anyone that's not listened to it yet, like, don't go into it expecting long periods of metal influence stuff. It's like, it's subtle... It's you can tell there's lots of diverse influences in that. Yeah, massively. But when he does when he does kick in with the metal, he literally kicks in yeah. with the metal. Yeah. It kicks. And um, yeah, it, it's properly good. I, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I really liked his last album as well, Noise. Yeah. So I didn't even know this was coming out. But when once you read the backstory of this album and knowing that he was hoping it to come out on a major label with all, all the sort of like buzz and everything else that a major label would would give it and all the promos that would happen with it. And and everything else, and then then that all fell through 
earlier this year, I think somewhere like August or something that fell through. So really late on. And he went, fuck it. And and so he's just dropped it now. And yeah. literally no, no fanfare, nothing. Just drop it. He knows that people are going to go and listen to it because, you know, Ghost Main fans are going to go and listen to it. Yeah. And yeah, he's superb. You can find some good videos of him performing live as well on YouTube. And there's some, um, and he can do it live as well. So it, it's not just all in the studio. I mean, the bloke's almost a musical genius because he is literally just a one man band. And he's, he's ba- as, as far as I know, his Bader Meinhof band is a one man band as well. And that and that's like a full on black metal band. So he's a massive black metal fan and yeah. stuff like that. He, he classes Mayhem as one of his influences. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, he, he he's all over the place with his influences but all of them he's managed to melt into this this pot of this album and and he's done it successfully as well it's not you know nothing feels out of place but it does feel it is dark though (laughs) it is very dark all right my friend what else have we got this week gonna go down the death metal route now and band a new band from new york we've discussed this a couple of times in the gym now a band called undeath and their album lesions of a different kind out on prosthetic records Mm -hmm. this is their debut album and for a debut album it's pretty fucking good without a shadow of a doubt um this is for fans of two mold autopsy really early bolt thrower obituary they've definitely got cannibal corpse influenced lyrics mm-hmm. you know phantasmal festering kicked in the protruding guts <laughs> you know <laughs> um suit suitably hacked up to gore you know when you've got those as your song titles you, you know you kind of know what realm you're you're playing in here you're definitely in the realm of autopsy cannibal corpse all those sort of like gore infested lyric bands yeah um and the music's as filthy as that as well really it is it does feel like it's been dredged up from a sewer which is where the autopsy sound comes in and obituary particularly the slowly we rock sound is very much evident i think on the, this album yeah I agree. there are there are a couple of songs that are very much bolt thrower stuff i think it, it's a song called lord of the grave you know that had elements of bolt thrower and definitely slowly we rock in that it's like those two melted together and made like this sewer cover yeah. of a music and it, it yeah it, it's really good yeah it, it's definitely you you might want to have a wash after listening to this a little bit yeah so i mean what did you think of it you've obviously been listening to it this week because we have discussed this a couple of times yeah it definitely gave me my uh, weekly dose of bolt thrower-esque stuff um i didn't enjoy it quite as much as the demonical album that we talked about in our previous couple of episodes and so i think if i hadn't have listened to that one and then this undeath album i think i would have been a whole lot more impressed so i, I know that you really like this one i just thought i just thought it was good I, I yeah. just thought it was good. So um, not not like a game-changing album or anything like that, but yeah, definitely solid bolt for our rest music. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not quite up there with the releases like Blood Incantation this year and stuff like that. It, not many not things quite, are, though. Yeah, it, it, but it is a good death metal release for this year, and we've had a few, but this one this one is good. It, it's definitely worth a listen if you like that, that more filthy, dirty sound rather than the cleaner death metal sounds that, that we, that, say, Demonical do. <clears throat> If you want that bit more more underground, dirty feel to it, definitely give this one a check out because, um, yeah, it, it ticks all those types of boxes. Demonical one's good, but it ticks that more cleaner, more melodic element of the death metal scene. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, Demonical didn't click as much as this one. 
you know, like for you, where is it did? But yeah, again, both those albums are, are worth checking out for people right. if they haven't done yet. So absolutely. All right. What else have we got this week, my friend? Going over to Stockholm now and a band that's been around since 1993, which I didn't realize until I, I did my research on this band. Okay. But it's Mork Grinning and their album Hinsides Vreda. And this is their sixth album. However, it's their first since 2005. Because wow. from what I gather, they kind of split up in 2005 after they released their sort of like self-titled album. You um, mentioned this album um, about three episodes ago and I thought I would check them out as well. And, oh my God, wow. So have you been listening to them pretty much uh, since that? So that's, that's an album that's lasted over two weeks, my friends. Really? Well, I mean, I've only been listening to it for this week because it was where there wasn't a great number of releases to pick out from last week. So this one, it's been around for, like you say, it's been around for a couple of weeks, but finally made it into the sort of like podcast list because it was, um, there wasn't a lot else realistically to to pick on. Um, Not that this was... bad, it was just that it was coming out at a time. No, no, I I think um, the opposite. I think um, it's it's going to stand the test of time yeah i mean this is this is definitely it's in the realm of melodic black metal so if you like bands like dimu dawn little bits of Nagelfar, things like that if you like that type of black metal this will definitely fit into in in, into those buckets for you well and truly especially if you're thinking of sort of like mid-career dimu stuff not the more bombastic later stuff that they did with like orchestras and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um pair it back quite a bit um, and you'll get to Mort Grinning. But yeah, and I, like I say, I, I, I'd never heard of them at all before, but they would have been part of that whole second wave if it's 1993. So there was a massive glut of bands coming out of places like Stockholm and, well, out of Sweden and, and Norway anyway. So they would have just think... got mixed up in amongst the noise of all of that anyway. But yeah, if they, this being their, their first album since 2005... Well, they've certainly kicked it. <laughs> you know, it's like they've kicked it out of the park. That was, um, it's definitely a good album to come back to. So I don't know. I haven't looked at the members to see what else they, they've kind of been involved in um, because they use acronyms and, and initials. So sometimes it's very difficult to find out other stuff because they might have used different names for different bands and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it, I think it's a good album. Um, there's not a bad song on there. I think my favourite song is um, Existence in a Dream. Yeah, I don't think I actually managed to pick out an actual one that uh, really, really um, blew me away. Um, I just properly enjoyed the whole the whole experience of listening to the whole album. I think probably because I still had Ghost Main in my head because <laughs> that, that literally has killed everyone this week because it's just yeah. so good but other than that this is this is really good i really enjoyed it i thought it, it, it had um you could tell all the influences and they've and they've really taken the time to to release this they haven't rushed it out in any way like i think a lot of bands have um this year and um, i'm just glad they've done it because it's a great album yeah no it, it, it is really really enjoyable if you want that the slightly um more melodic side of, of black metal then yeah you'll you'll definitely get your fill film from this one without a shadow of a doubt it, it's yeah. it, it, it's definitely up there with one of the the better melodic death, uh, black metal albums that have come out this year so all right 
What else have you got this week, my friend? Well, I'm going to go to an EP now, and we've we've talked about this one as well throughout the week. Zealandada's Wake of a Nation, and what an EP, <laughs> what a band anyway for a start. But um, because I, I thought this this I can't sum this up any better, and it and it comes from um, the uh, lead vocalist anyway and songwriter. Um, I think his name's Michel Gagno. I think that's how you say it. Um, he's Swiss American anyway so and it and I'll, I'll just read this out it's straight off the Wikipedia page and it says wake of a nation's intent and context should be obvious I like to revel in ambiguity and in room for interpretation this is not the case here these six songs are a knee-jerk reaction to what has happened to my fellow people in the last months originally I was set to record an album scheduled to come out next year as the, these songs were written due to horrendous events that instilled them I decided to re- release them as soon as possible, using the rich heritage and culture as part of my musical identity. Identity. It felt like cowardice to sit by and continue with my routine as if nothing happened. This record is for Michael Brown, Eric Garner, George Floyd, and countless untold and nameless killed. It is for the brave souls willing to take a stand and ready to risk their own well-being so that others may have theirs intact. Wow. I, I can't say any more than that about this EP um, because it literally covers that whole whole thing I mean just just listening to that the song on air I can't breathe <clears throat> I find it very moving yeah it, it, it's it's a stunning piece of work. Yeah, it, I've been I've been enjoying every single release that he's done. He released basically f- five of the songs before it actually came out last Friday, and there's only six songs on there. Yeah, so <laughs> he kind of just kept building you up. I think mean, I think it was like every other week he basically released a song and and just kept building it up, building it up, and building it up until it got to uh, a week ago Friday, and he released it. He he just dropped the whole six, and yeah, it. It's great. If people know Zilanada, they'll know know their style and know that they they've got massive influences from all different musical genres. They've got soul in there. They've got a bit of R and B in there. They've got gospel in there, but not Jesus gospel. It's definitely Satan gospel. But using gospel um, style music and obviously black metal and, and heavy metal in there, it, it's a massive melting pot. But his songwriting is so so good. All the music just blends in lovely, and he does it really really well he doesn't do it like he's trying to juxtapose anything at all he just it just all flows really really well and yeah you can you can feel the anger in this as well at the situation you know that that's been perpetrated he he's definitely uh, his his mum i think is an african-american and his dad's a swiss guys so you know so he's definitely he's definitely had experience of the systemic racial difficulties in in the US and around the world as well let's let's not be shy about it it's it's around the world as well Mm -hmm. but yeah this this is an EP of today and and needs to be there of today so yeah so good and and every I think everyone should give it a listen and 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 yeah just yeah I don't, there's nothing else to say really allow allow the message in there to soak in and yeah listen to it a few times to look up the lyrics if you can't quite hear them because it, it, it is worth it and I think a lot of the time with these huge issues uh, music can help you to work through some of the emotions at these events uh, bringing up in yeah, and I think this is one of those albums that just helps put things in perspective and really brings home the emotion um, of those events. So I think yeah. with that being said, let's go on to our essential listening of the week, my friend. Okay, I'm going to go back to 1986. What a year 1986 was! <laughs> right. Um, I don't remember, mate. I was minus two. 
<laughs> well, you had, that year you had uh, Rain in Blood, Master of Puppets come out, and we had this album from Ozzy Osbourne, The Ultimate Sin. I really, really like this. I, I don't think it's his best album by a long way, but what a great album this is. Ozzy Osbourne has this knack of finding amazing guitarists, and he did with this one with Jakey Lee. <laughs> just, just, And Randy Castillo on drums, who then drummed for the next two albums as well after this, which was No Rest for the Wicked and No More Tears, which I think is probably his best his best work but this was the start of his best work you know what? i don't think i've ever heard one song on this have you not oh i don't think mate. i don't think so it's such a great album it really is like i say it's not his i don't think it's his best but it's one of those albums where you can see the start of where he was going to become great like no rest of the wicked was another step up except you know he then got zach wild in as a guitarist who i think he was only about 17 at the time when um, he did that album and then no more tears which I, I think is probably the best but this one's got some absolutely cracking tunes on there my favorite and it's still my probably one of my favorite Ozzy Osbourne songs ever and that's Killer of Giants but you know there's some anti-war songs on there which Killer of Giants is and Thank God for the Bomb is another anti-war film talking about a uh, war song talking about um basically having nuclear weapons if it means it's going to stop the annihilation of people you know it, it's not the best anti-war song but it is anti-war song <laughs> but it um, is anti-war there we go yeah yeah but you know even it opens up with the uh title track from the album you know the ultimate sin and has a great chorus in there and and there's just good riffs good solos all over it yeah you know shot in the dark as well i'm not sure how many of these still appear on in his set list anymore because i haven't seen ozzy osbourne for years live so i don't know what's still in his set list now i've been saying this is opening a whole kind of worms i think uh his best live days are behind him so i've had a yeah no i totally agree uh, I totally uh, agree. I mean, he keeps postponing his UK tour. I, I don't think he's ever going to complete it. I don't think he's ever going to do it. I don't think he's ever going to be well enough to do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a massive Sabbath fan, have been, and in particular the Aussie years of Sabbath, and, and thought he was great and saw him many, many years ago and thought he was fantastic live. He's a great showman live. I, I will never doubt that, but I agree with you. I think his best performing years are long behind him now. I mean, I think you need to go back probably about a good decade now to see probably yeah. one of the last. Yeah, to hear him in his prime, definitely check out this album. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, without a shadow of doubt. Oh, and then move on to the next two as well because they're <laughs> they even build better. Saying that, the um, No More Tears, most of that was written by um, Lemmy from Motorhead as well. Really? All right. Yeah, yeah. Is that, <laughs> he that, wrote um, most is of that some Motorhead-esque stuff that you actually like? Well, no, because I think I think Lemmy's a great songwriter for. Everyone but Motorhead. <laughs> yeah, he's written some amazing songs, but I, I just think he saves his weakest for Motorhead. <laughs> yeah, that's that, get... that was his easy stuff, so we could uh, put in. Some, yeah, yeah. Uh, hard I'm gonna get loads. I'm gonna get loads of hate now, but a lot of my friends who know me know know my feelings about Motorhead anyway, and just ignore me. So. <laughs> All right, my friends. With that being uh, said, thank you so much for joining me. Um, no problem. Don't forget, like, subscribe, share far and wide and that really helps us out so thank you for listening and we'll see you again soon